with Supremely Intercontinental Podcast. With our very special guest arm, Hamburger Gladiators GM, Henry Ski. SICHL GMs. It's time to put on makeup. It's time to dress up right. It's time to get things started. Well, I feel nothing better. It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational. This is what we call the Supremely Intercontinental Podcast. Welcome to the Supremely Intercontinental Podcast, a podcast about fake little hockey guys. I'm your host, Ian Constable, GM of the Banff Rockies. Nerd! Hi, everybody. I'm so excited. I'm over the moon for the Power Ranking Podcast with Henry Ski, GM of the Hamburg Gladiators. This is the first time we're ever doing this together, having the Power Rankings on the podcast, and I hope that we'll be able to do this many more times. I had a great time talking with Henry, so let's get it started right away here with Henry Ski, GM of the Hamburg Gladiators, and of course, our power ranking guru. Now I'd like to welcome back to the show, Henry Ski, GM of the Hamburg Gladiators, and of course, our Power Rankings Guru. Henry, how are you today? I'm great, Ian. Thank you for having me. Oh boy, I am excited. First of all, anytime I can share the workload of doing the Power Rankings with another another GM is a good day for me. It is a lot of work, but this is the ultimate crossover. We've never had anything like this. We've done video preseason power rankings with all sorts of GMs. We've done videos at the summit, but we have never done a crossover with the illustrious podcast. So I am thrilled. Thank you for indulging me and thank you for helping me do some of the work here today. Well, I really, I honestly didn't do much. Henry put this all together. He's been, he's been uh, very humble, but uh, I'm just thrilled to have the power rankings podcast. Woo! What, what an, an amalgamation uh, of uh, of just SACHL greatness we have starting right here. Uh, Together <laughs> at last. Let's go. Yes, I'm excited. All right. So I will let you get started at number 30. Number 30. Okay. So just to recap, everybody, the reason I asked for all your comments about your teams, there was a purpose behind it. Ian and I are going to go through each team from 30, starting at 30 and going to one. And really, Ian, I, I kind of wish that the power rankings could always be like this. Uh, it's always more fun to sort of build up to something uh, instead of sort of starting at the top and, and going our way down. But anyway, so Ian and I are going to alternate. We're going to each say out loud uh, what your comments were. Maybe we'll add uh, our own, uh, you know, very uh, smart and wise analysis to to your team. And then and then I'm going to put down a, a comment or two uh, on the power rankings. And then at the end of the podcast, I'll hit publish and the power rankings will be ready and the podcast will be ready shortly after that. Uh, so Ian, I, I want to say off the top of the of the show here, I'm thrilled at the response. So I've done this a couple of times before, but never this many. So we had 25 out of 30 GMs 
send us a comment. And I think that sort of highlights the commitment and the excitement uh, surrounding our league, especially this year. This year seems especially vibrant, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know what? I've had more fun than ever uh, on the podcast this year. And I mean, I always had an amazing time uh, on the podcast, but it just seems like there is even more life, if you can imagine, more life in this league uh, that has been the greatest league for ever since uh, I've, I've joined it. It's been just incredible. And I know that it's been just incredible for its whole life. But uh, yeah, it's 25. That's fantastic. That is, 25, that is a great 25 response. out of 30. And we're going to start at the bottom. Ian, shockingly, it's not me. At number 30, we have the Jacksonville Gators. So Dustin says this. Loving this, my inaugural season. The Jacksonville Gators are like a National Geographic special. You can see the gazelle isn't going to outrun the lion. It's doomed. But there's nothing you can do. You just watch and let nature take its course as you finish your bowl of corn pops. Sometimes in life you're the gator, and sometimes you're on the Discovery Channel highlight reel for all the wrong reasons. That, that's what this season feels like. Camera's rolling as my zebra ass has a thousand-pound dinosaur hanging off its neck. Or it's like that death scene, death roll scene in Indiana Jones where they fall off the rope, only I'm the guys with the swords. Those are the metaphors I think I'll go with. But hope springs eternal in Jacksonville. Hope and low offense. And apparently batshit crazy trades. <laughs> I know the Gators are loving the mud at the bottom of the swamp right now, but that's only temporary, I think. There's a lot of movement in the swamp, and the water is pretty murky. So we're hopefully going to get some settling of the sediment for next season. I suppose my advice for teams next year is to watch out for those logs if your team is named after an animal that is not an apex predator. And Eric, you can't spell Maverick without Eric. And in the words of that other famous Maverick, that's right, Ice Man, I am dangerous. Wow, what a what a way to kick off the power rankings. This might become copy pasta, legendary. So in the the Gators are low by design. They decided to sort of show their hand early in the season, and they are rebuilding for the future. So so this is interesting because the Gators. When I talked to the Gators before the season, they were they said they were all in right they're like i don't plan on wow. you know i don't plan on uh, rebuilding or anything like that right now i'm gonna go for it i you know i'm in this to win it and everything and um as as some other famous gms have done so in this league there was a bit of a course change in this in this season <laughs> yes, of course, for the gators of course correction yes <laughs> a little bit of a course correction and he's doing it right uh, he, in my opinion, he's, he's, wow. He's got 10 first round picks in the next five years. Oh, um, so six seconds. Uh, I mean, he has three first rounders in this draft, the 23 draft, uh, the, the insane 23 draft that we've been hearing about for so long and nobody's, uh, nobody's dropping off on it. And, uh, yeah. And I mean, a couple prospects also picked up in, uh, in some trades. I mean, do we have a new uh trade king is this is this um has he made more trades than hamilton this year it's shocking i know it's it's hard to believe i look at the transactions page and this is why i try not to include basically a lot of trades in the power rankings because otherwise it would take me five hours to do there are so many <laughs> trades so even even a few days ago uh they traded away eric portillo and got brett harrison a bit of a prospect swap with st louis oh. 
Um, and then, yeah, they made one, you know, they got, they picked up Malgin from the Riders. The Riders were just going to wave Malgin and they got him. And actually in the other league, Malkin's actually got a couple of goals. So that could be a, that could be a pretty savvy pickup for a seventh round pick. But uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to keep up. I love it though. Every time I go to the trade tracker and I'm like, well, there's another one. Absolutely. And I mean, all right. Has, so the power, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I mean, he has some guys that are looking like they're going to re-rate really nicely next year. Uh, RNH is has just having an amazing Absolutely. season, um, yep. and uh, Logan Thompson in net. So, uh, really nice job by the Gators. Even Absolutely, way to go! Right now. <laughs> all right, and the the comment I'll put here is: before the season, they were all in. Now they're a log in the swamp. Hey, Dustin, words not not mine, kind of. <laughs> let's go with that. All right, Ian, uh, let's keep it keep it rolling here. Uh, number twenty nine is me, the Hamburg Gladiators. And Ian, what do I say about the Hamburg Gladiators? All right, well, the Hamburg Gladiators and your own Henry Ski here, rebuilding, Ooh. taking slightly longer than anticipated. Happy to have some good pieces in play. Definitely wasn't expecting an onslaught of interest in regards to Charlie McAvoy, which leads me to believe I should keep him. I have a lot of could be guys and plenty of third, fourth line talent, but not a ton of blue chip, can't miss prospects. I should draft more like Sill and Gee. Loving the season, loving the SICHL. Every year, the league gets better thanks to Mark, Mike, and all the engagement GMs have on Twitter. It is a riot. Uh, I love it. I check. I I think I I, I check Twitter now way too much, mostly for <laughs> mostly for SICHL related content, and that is true about about Charlie Mack. I. I could tell that something was going on because out of the blue, I got three messages randomly one day and I'm not looking to trade them, but I'll listen to offers. Mm -hmm. And there are some, there are some pretty crazy offers there. I, again, though, Ian, if you look back on my trade history, it's not the best. So I should probably just stand pat, but Hey, if someone wants to offer me something crazy, I'll, I'll listen. I might do it. Who knows? I have to dispute the, a uh, lot, the plenty of could be guys and not a ton of blue chip can't miss prospects. You have some oh, thanks, incredible man. prospects. Um, Yay! <laughs> absolutely incredible. I mean, we'll start with uh, Maddie uh, Maddie Beniers. Oh my goodness! Great, great pick um, by by yourself. And those are the those are the toughest ones to make. I think those you know when you're picking first overall, you oh, oh I can't I can't miss with the guy. You didn't miss. I know. Maddie Beniers oh, is an absolute stud. Way to go with that one. And so many more, of course. Rasmus Dellin and and, uh, and Charlie McAvoy just leading the pack there uh, as well. So fantastic job by Hamburg. Thanks, Ian. All right. Well, I feel I gotta say I feel a lot better. We can stop the podcast now. We're we're good. <laughs> twenty to thirty and twenty nine. Um, so twenty eight uh, is the Las Vegas Aces, and Dustin unfortunately wasn't able to get back to me. Uh, but the Aces are in a bit of a pickle, largely because Ian they don't. They don't have a lot of draft picks in terms of assets. They did get their number one pick for this year, which is absolutely crucial. But Dustin typically has a way of turning of turning water into wine. Uh, is this the year that he sells off some some very uh, sellable assets uh, on his roster to sort of to sort of restock the cupboard? Do you think? Well, he did. He uh, he sold uh, he sold on Allmark, and he has right now as it as it sits a top six pick that could easily it looks like it easily could move into top five top four and of course that's right it, it is not lottery protected he would might be able to pick uh first second third in this draft as well this 2023 wow. insane draft so 
And yeah, that was, that was a, I think that was a really, really good trade, by the way, by you shoring up your, your goaltending. I love, we'll get to you later on, but I, mm-hmm. I think that was a really good trade for both parties. Well, and he got Spencer Knight as well in the, in the meantime too. Right. So he already, so he has a blue chip goaltending prospect, which nobody's moving in this league. No one no, is moving. No, And a goaltender. I've tried. So I've, I've, inquired. I've, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> I've inquired a lot. I've inquired with you. I've inquired with everybody and, and nobody's moving them. So uh Spencer Knight fantastic stuff so he this okay so I was I thought the aces were gonna be so much better this year and they should be so much better they had brutal luck brutal luck in in injuries this year especially right. with that goaltending well Ulmerk couldn't play a game without getting injured he was just getting injured every single time uh that he stepped on the ice and then his defense core got just ravished by injuries uh, and it wasn't super deep after the fifth, sixth guy. So he ha- he was playing some really, like, he was playing 59s and 57s in um, in some decent Ugh. minutes on the back end. Been there. Been there. And, and, having, and having no goaltending because Ulmerich's injured. Uh, and then his secondary and his backup was injured. Um, he, yeah, so terrible, terrible luck for Dustin this year. Uh, and so even- he was, sorry, go ahead. You know, even even you're you're absolutely right. And even even with all that, even with you know no draft pick, I I look at again this roster should not be this low. Like he's got no, so no. many weapons, and he could, I mean, he could restock his entire prospect board. I think probably in yes. one fell swoop if he wanted to trade six or seven players, he get a really good return. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Kuznetsov is still sitting there. Uh, yep. Ryan Strom is still sitting there. Tara Vinen. Uh, Ekholm on on defense with Echol, his 91 yes. defense would be a perfect uh, pickup for a playoff bound team. He's good defense, experience and leadership. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So very cool. So we might this may not be the last we've seen from uh, the Aces with with moves this year. Uh, I do know that he's an extremely busy guy as we see him yeah. on all of his podcasts, of course. And, I know and calling games and all all sorts, but. Uh, but anyway, so I know it's tough for him to kind of make that time to make those moves, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll see something coming because we've known anything from the Aces in years past. When it start, when things start to happen, they start to happen fast and all over the place. So watch Flood, out. The floodgates open. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So the the comment I'm going to have is Dustin has started to stock the cupboard, unlike old Mother Hubbard. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, Ian, uh, number 27, this is you. Uh, what does Gary have to say about the Boston Colonials at number 27? Sure. Uh, Boston, good old Gary Graves. I love it. I feel Woo. this team is like Harry Houdini chained up in a box sunk to the bottom of a lake. Look <laughs> now, but after watching the prospects starting the show promise, we feel the chains and cuffs will be unlocked and we will rise to the surface with triumphant glee. Stutzla, Levi, Kochikov, Nemich, and more. Big surprise there. He mentioned Levi. I I've never heard him tweet about him or anything like that. It is it is. But hey, this is a, a surprising podcast power rankings combo. So I guess it's I guess it's appropriate that we had something out of left field like that. Oh, and I mean, it's hard to I, I, it's hard to if me. I had Levi, I'd be I'd be I'd be talking about him all the time myself. So uh, there's. I totally understand where he's coming from if he's, if he's mentioning Levi. I mean, every time you look, 
Uh, he's got a shutout. He's he's just playing incredible. So yeah, what a great uh, and what a combo he has for the future in Kochikov and and Levi too. I'm I didn't give you Boston because I couldn't pronounce or I was nervous about pronouncing Kochikov. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. And he's got lots of really young goalies too. I know he's kind of like, mm-hmm. we talked about this a little bit at the summit where it's like, yeah, I try and draft a goalie every year regard. Like, it's just good. You never know. You, it's the one position you feel like where you could get a superstar in sort of the fifth, sixth or seventh round. Um, it's just, it's never a bad idea to have a constant funnel of, of goalies. And, uh, what I, what I really like about Gary is I feel like out of all the GMs on Twitter, he's, He's really quick to sort of like tweet about his about his prospects. I always found that interesting uh, or tweet about other people's pro, uh, prospects mm-hmm. and he'll tag the the GM. And I always think that's really cool because sometimes, you know, I don't always necessarily follow like, I don't know, the Danish league or whatever. But then like, you know, s- someone will pop up and Gary will tweet about it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, no, I think uh, I think Gary, while he's not up there in terms of, uh, uh, you know, points or, uh, you know, standings playoffs right now. Uh, if this was a, a power rankings for GM participation and sort of being a, a pillar of the community, he would be he would be much, much higher. And that's what I'm going to put down on the comment here. Very good. Very good. And yes. And this team is a team that could turn it around pretty quickly, actually. Um, I'm, I'm seeing some guys, a number of guys that could really re-rate nicely. Number one, Tim Stussler. Yeah, he's going to be a monster. Oh, yeah. And he's 19. I forgot how young he is. He's 19. That's great. You hang on to him. He has he has the funniest mix of age. He has like from 19 to 37. Like that is a or 39. Andy Green, almost 40 years old. That is good. Yes. I wonder what the music choice would be in that locker room. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Senior, senior players get to choose get to choose the music, don't they? 39 in here means that they're 40 in that other league. Oh my God! Can you imagine? I'm turning forty. No, I'm turning thirty-nine. Never mind. I almost thought it was turning forty next <laughs> the next couple of weeks. Woo. Um, all right. So that is uh, Gary and the Colonials, number twenty-six. Of course, uh, I'll mention this. We have the Hamilton Steelhawks. Chris. Oh God, is it Fiketti? Fiket? Uh, I, I believe it's. Uh... Oh, Fiketti. Oh my God! I know Chris this. has been in our league forever. He's gonna, yeah. he's gonna comment on this, and, and rightfully so. Chris, we're sorry for butchering your last name. At least Apologies. I believe. But but I'm here's sorry. what he has to say: Evander Kane and Jason Robertson. That's all they have offensively on the big club. The goaltending has been disappointing, but should we be surprised? The amount of goalies injured has been astronomical. It got so bad the SICHL commissioner had to step in and increase the DU of the goalies around the league. But back to the Steelhawks, they're looking ahead to the entry draft. Four firsts, oh God, Ian, I don't know if I can finish this comment. Four firsts, three seconds, and a late third in which seems to be a very deep draft. Time to get cracking. It's also expected that Nick Letty will be playing elsewhere after the trade deadline. Ian, how did I know that Chris would throw in a trade a trade <laughs> opportunity in his comment about his team? I'm actually surprised more GMs didn't do this. But that yeah. is the Steelhawks, and you want to talk about someone, you know, Gary or Gary tweeting about Levi. I don't think anyone tweets more about his own team's draft picks than Hamilton, but he's got a right to brag. He does have mm-hmm. four first round picks this year and a ton coming up. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm envious of, uh, of the capital and he's still got a Vander Kane to trade, which I'm sure he's going to. Uh, do you think that 26 million salary is going to, is going to throw some people off or do you think people want that 94 scoring rating? Well, I mean, he can always take, some of that salary himself right he does he can hey, he can pay hey. him and hold on to some of that he's got money coming in he's uh he's not spending much on this team this year 
he's able to hold off a bit of that money and and that makes uh Kane extremely desirable but does he want to trade him uh, I mean uh-huh. you know it, it's Chris but but does he want to trade him that's a that could be an incredible uh franchise player for himself and have for a couple of years so uh, does he want to trade? Because Evander Kane, for all the franchise players out there that we'd be looking at, is one of the youngest available. So, uh, does he even want to trade him? I, that's kind of a you know an oxymoron. Does Chris want to trade? But um, yeah, <laughs> but, that, uh, that yeah, I, he also has been shopping uh, David Rich, I believe, too. So he's got goaltending to shop. He's got uh, Nick Letty to shop, and um, I'm sure I'm sure some I'm sure people have have received uh, some dms letting them know that he's available or that they're right. available yeah but i love it he's got so many firsts in the next couple Man, of years he needs i mean he needs it he's 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 yeah. got 10 unrated players which is pretty which is pretty low no unrated goalies so i gotta think he's gonna take a goalie in the first round maybe with one of those late firsts uh but yeah one thing's for sure chris really uh does sort of uh encapsulate the spirit of the league in terms of being interested and uh communicating and tweeting uh, we love all that oh, so yeah. uh chris I'm, I'm jealous i'm really interested to see what uh, what kane could net so i'm gonna say by god it's kane or is it for his for his comment on the power rankings um Wonderful. all right so number 25 uh we have the ottawa slammers pat wasn't able to reach out to me but the slammers are sort of where we expected them to be Ian, they've still got some very useful players that could be traded for big. And, and of course, oh. you know, I mean, Eric Carlson is going to be UFA. Does he does he keep him? Does he trade him at the deadline? Because uh, he's going to get an absolutely – him and Marchand are just yeah. going to net. But they're on the same problem is that they're both UFAs this year. So does he – you'd think this year he's going to pawn one of them off on right. somebody, no? Right. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, he has to. He somebody has to take one of them, right? You know, like Brad so. Marchand or Eric Carlson having like just a year for the ages uh, in defensemen. I mean, what are we looking at in that other league? It's gonna first time we're looking at uh, a defenseman projecting over a hundred points since uh, who was it? Brian Leach. Um, that's how far wow. far back we're going. So, right? Um, yeah, just just incredible uh, to. <laughs> Like probably the the two most sought after uh, UFAs out there in our league, probably I would mm-hmm. say. Um, yeah. That that people know are available. Like there's some there's some others that people are like, yeah, I'm not moving him, but Pat is going to move one of them. Um, it's just who will it be, and and he's going to get a lot for them. Uh, Absolutely. So surprised with the start to his year this year. I was so surprised. I mean, I didn't think he was going to be in the playoff race, but. I mm-hmm. did not see him sitting on the bottom for so long. No, and like his three best goal, you know, how, how often are we going to say this? His starting three goalies are all hurt, yeah. Yeah. so that doesn't that doesn't help. Um, I know he tweeted a little bit about him not setting his lineup for a little bit, <laughs> right. um, but but if you look at his roster, it's it is far better than the other uh, than the other dregs uh, dwellers, and I say that as a as a fellow dregs uh, dweller. So yeah, little surprise there, but man, he could he could land a big 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 haul, especially look at. Marshawn and, and Carlson, like their their experience and leadership are really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, their scoring and passing is nuts. Um, yeah, you, you got to think someone is gonna. I mean, maybe not a, a king's ransom, but certainly a prince's ransom uh, to mm-hmm. get uh, to get one of those two players. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. Okay, so for Pat, I'm going to say 
Um, let's say, uh, yeah, I'll say that. Uh, he may not get a king's ransom for his uh, uh, pending UFAs, but can he get a prince's? Okay, we'll do that. All right, and then uh, Calgary is next at 24 Calgary Mustang. So Matt, Matt tried to tank, or at least to sort of rebuild, but then he started winning games. You know, so the thing is, in tanking isn't easy. It's not easy being bad. Uh, your natural instincts take over, and unfortunately, you might make a good move here or there. But Matt now seems to be on the, uh, the, the correct trajectory. Try and say that three times fast. And uh, and his comment is, you know, I'll let you uh, give, give his comment short and sweet. Sure. Henry, the Mustangs lose when they're trying to win, and they win when they're trying not to win. Do we need to sell more? What do you need, oh, Sim Lord? <laughs> That's great. That should be, that should be a logo on the jersey. What do you need, oh, Sim Lord? Uh, yeah, that, that I mean, that, I I think that that sums it up uh, pretty nicely. He's made uh, a ton of trades this year. Um, uh, most recently, of course, he traded uh, Tarasenko uh, to the Norsemen. This was actually about a month ago now. Yes. Uh, for uh, Tarasenko and a fifth to the Norsemen, and in return, he got William Wallander, uh, prospect, and then uh, Vancouver's first-round pick this year. So the Norsemen are obviously going all in. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt, of course, trading away his beloved Tarasenko. Finally, that was oh. sort of on the on the writing on the wall. Um, yeah. But yeah, certainly, certainly on the on the right way, I think, for the Mustangs now. Matt, so talking with Matt, <laughs> I love talking with Matt, but he was, he had been, he had been trying for Tarasenko to get him out of Kirk's clutches for years and years and years. <laughs> he finally does it this year. He gets him from, because of course, Tarasenko goes in the, goes in the dispersal draft to, I believe it was the, um, the Rex, the T-Rex and mm -hmm. Matt trades for him. And he's gone in a couple months. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he, he was his white whale. He was Tarasenko. That's so funny. Matt's white whale, and he's gone in a couple months. I was I also, was blown away. <laughs> it didn't take oh. him. It didn't take him long. But as you said, we're used to our league. We're used to course corrections. And, yeah. and here's another team that has multiple. So Matt has three firsts this year as well. There's going to be like, yeah, there's only going to be five teams drafting in the first round this year. This is true. This is true. <laughs> um, this is true. Matt still has, you know, Askarov. And in, in terms of prospects, I, I think yeah. he's doing it well. Uh, he's got Askarov in goal. And I am really jealous of blue chip goalie prospects. Uh, when a lot of GMs were trying to get McAvoy off me, I inquired about, you know, there's only a handful of them out there. But I'm like, well, it starts with this. And a lot of GMs, as you know, as you alluded to earlier, do not want to give those up. So, uh, Matt, don't don't give him up, even to me. No, that's yeah, absolutely. I don't give him up. I gave him up, and I've regretted it ever since. <laughs> it was only this summer, but I, but yeah. Uh, and Matt just Matt just kills me because for Matt, it's a week into the, it's always a week into the season, and he's like, it just reminds me of Kramer in that uh, in the Seinfeld when uh, the contest and just walking. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm gonna. That's actually better than mine. I was gonna say uh, for the power rankings, the Terrasank show in Calgary, grand opening, grand closing. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put. I'm out. <laughs> uh, oh, love it. Awesome. All, All right. right.
So is the Calgary Mustangs. And next up, we have at number 23, the Philadelphia Fire Ants, Norm Donovan. Didn't get a comment from Norm, but it's probably because he's he's getting ready to make like a YouTube video, I would assume, uh, or, or something like that. But we didn't hear from Norm. And this is sort of a peculiar year uh, for the Fire Ants. You know, the last couple of years really haven't been the best, but he's still hanging on to some really strong players. You look at his lineup and you think like, no, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be this low. He's got a ton of rated, useful defensemen. I is does it just come down to goaltending, Ian? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and his goaltending is actually looking pretty good for next year. Like look, look right. really well. Um, and is another GM in our league that has um, the other Calgary goaltender in in that other league in another pool that we're in together. Um, oh, okay just mentioned to me vladar is now the number one guy there and so 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 that's looking really good for norm yeah the norm's team is always like a good team and and this year i don't know it's you like you said it's the gold and and then of course injuries goaltending and injuries uh but you know what i'd like to say that with norm only nine points out that he he can still make the playoffs uh, right, we're not, you know, if you're eight I, or nine points out, you could still make the playoffs, right? Right. Hey, look, look. There, we we know the playoff race in the Canadian Conference is uh, is is exciting. We get that. It's uh, it's it's you know, all the a lot of the top teams are in there. But hey, we got a playoff race in the World Conference too. The Riders are only two points back from the Cougars, and then we've still got half the season left. Yeah, I mean, thirty-eight games for Norm. So basically, the half the season left, and a lot can happen in that time. Especially when you look at like the Cougars are are really doing a lot better than expected. So do they come back mm-hmm. down to earth? The Monarchs haven't quite taken off like I expected them to. So yeah, Norm, I I don't see Norm blowing it up. Uh, nor nor should he. I think a quick retool and with some favorable rebates next year. I think you're right. I think it could be right back in it. Um, yeah. In terms of the comment, I see David Savard. Uh, who is actually a very good de- defensive rated 92 DF 74 overall yeah. Yeah. Uh, some incredible ratings there uh, really really impressive but of course he uh, <laughs> he has a groin injury <laughs> that is so bad it's at 44 percent so of course for for my comment I'm just gonna point out my groin because <laughs> I know he like those gift, comments, his gift, I hope I pronounce that Jeff gift I, I pronounce it gift but his oh, gift immediately afterwards. <laughs> Oh, if I if I could do gifts in the part, this is a request to Mike. If I could put gifts in here, and I'm sure he's going to tell me, you know, you can. Uh, I'm just going to do a power rankings just of gifts, and it'll be Hans Ballman uh, getting a football in the groin. Well, I'm wondering about the rules of acquisition this year for Norm because I yes. haven't seen a ton of trades yet. However, we did have that auction on on David Savard, of course, which never. Never, um, I don't think he got the minimum bid. Uh, so, so, That's <laughs> so, Savard never, so I don't think Savard went anywhere. Well, uh, but hey, there's a lot of time left. There is, I guess, it really just depends on if he wants to trade him, he's got to wait 56 days before he's at 100. And is the trade deadline before another 56 days? That's the key. I don't know if it is. Well, I mean, it, so we'll, it, he we'll could see. be a guy that's going to help a team that's already in the playoffs when that playoff hits, right? So yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so he could move that way too. So, anyways, uh, I'm really, I'm disappointed we didn't hear anything from Norm just because whatever, like whatever Norm would say, it was always gold. So 
Uh, but that's too bad. And I'm um, looking forward to hopefully another uh, uh, another video. We'll see. I think he owes us one after not giving us a comment <laughs> yeah. about the power rankings because yeah. he's a he's a superstar in this league. Norm, we want Norm. Um, all right, so number number twenty two, uh, and I think this is me. I'll go next. You is bet. the Okanagan Sun Devils and Ryan has really come into the league making some massive splashes. But here's what he says: All things considered, Sun Devils are pleased with things so far. In terms of the win column, things couldn't have gone too much worse or better as we seem to have a pension for one-goal losses. Since we didn't see a path to quick relevance through the expansion draft, we expected to be near the bottom. And that with this draft, we're okay with that. The opportunity at Shesterkin was a curveball we were not expecting, and we were surprised Eric didn't have the balls to keep going. So you probably have to rank him below us just on that. <laughs> no, I'm afraid not, but anyway. Uh, but we're extremely happy to have a future Hall of Fame goalie for the foreseeable future, even at such a high cost. If it takes us a couple years to recover, we still feel he's worth it as the most valuable player at the most influential position. Plus, it makes my team personally a bit more exciting for me. Other random thoughts. The Bisons are the crazy guy rambling in the corner. I'm super jealous of the Grunge's dogs. Every day the Steelhawks don't make a move. I worry it's the apocalypse. Uh, the overall gift skills of this group is off the charts. Don sucks, joking, and you're not cool unless you're one of the owner twins with the same first name. Oh, and my top three owners to be on Gilligan's Island are Banff, Hamburg, and Havana. Hey, Ian, we made we made the illustrious Gilligan, the Gilligan <laughs> Islands group. Man, so I think Ryan is exactly right. I know he turned a lot of heads. That that trade for Shesterkin might be might be the like might be one of the biggest I, I think I've ever seen. And of course, Jacksonville on the other end there. Um, Ian, what did you yeah. think of the trade when when it happened? legend an immediate like okanagan ryan an immediate legend in in this league uh that was insane and i was in on the bidding and I, my last my last bid had four firsts it had like oh. four four <laughs> good to to blue chip prospects right but i couldn't compete i said uh you know there i was i was kramer in that one i'm out <laughs> i'm out <laughs> Be, because wow because i was still going like and eric was throwing in lots there was there were there was eric and i and then whitehorse were in it because uh the gators kept and i'm sure he was doing this to the other two teams he kept saying well this is what you got to beat sorry and they kept going up and up and up and up and it was just insane where we were and then in comes from the top rope out of nowhere <laughs> in comes ryan dropping the elbow on us and and I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, now that Eric uh, Eric doesn't have the lead on this, so I'm not fighting back and forth with him. Okay, so I, I let Ryan go with him for a bit. I was, I was kind of getting updates to see, okay, what do I need to beat? What do I need to beat? And then Ryan just dropped it with another like three prospects or something on top of what it was already, I assumed, beaten uh, Eric and I to it. And just incredible way to go, Ryan. That was the <laughs> that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in this league. Uh, I, I am I am so impressed. That's amazing, and I I like how he said, "Look, it's more exciting for me." And that's mm. really what the what the league should be about. Yes. I mean, it's yes, it's, it's supposed to be for fun, and it's really if you're gonna you know sell the farm on a player why not do it on one of the best young goalies in the league and again he's right it's a position that's highly valued we have probably half a dozen teams at least that would be legit 
cup contenders, but they don't have the goaltending to back it up. Yeah. And uh, again, it's all about it's all about having fun and getting into it. And I think that's the best thing to do if you're new to the league. Make some trades. It'll it'll you know get some get some GMs talking to you. Uh, you're going to be more invested in your team. Uh, there's risk there, but there's reward too. Uh, that's what it's all about. I love it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, get that guy. Do what you have to do to get that guy. That was a discussion today in the uh, on Twitter with something totally a, a trade in the other league. Uh, is get that guy if if that's get the him. guy that's gonna do it for you. Get that guy. I love it. Yeah, and, there is no. Exactly what he did. I I agree with you Ian, completely. There's no. I know when we talk about the trade market. In my opinion, though, like when you're doing a trade, you're not asking every other GM at the exact same time. Hey, what do you you know what do you what will you give for this guy? There's mm-hmm. a lot of circumstances around it. You know, maybe you don't want to make a deal with a division rival. Uh, maybe you like one prospect over another. You know, other sometimes people will say, oh, well, I'm offering you two draft picks. Well, do you want those two or do you want the one, but the one is higher? There's a, there's a lot of variables out there. And, there and really what I what I would reiterate is a large part of, of Eric's success in the last three years is the social game, is the hustle. And I, I I don't actually see this comment as much anymore, which is good. But previously, whenever a trade happens, you usually get a GM tweeting or emailing saying, oh, well, I could have offered you more. And it's right. like, well, <laughs> yeah, did you like did you mess with them? Like, but you didn't. <laughs> You did, right. otherwise you would have got the yeah. players. So I, I right. like the hustle. I respect it. I, I'm usually shy because I'm not good at trading. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't always be, you know, keep your ear to the ground for these kinds of things. It, it works. Yeah, and, and right. at the same time, when I say, like, just absolute legend for Ryan, same, same thing for Jacksonville and, and Dustin. And I've, I've never seen, like, a, a trade war played that well from from a team like just, to, just amazing to, like, and these are from hey, these are from you, what, are you, doing, what are you doing for me because this is what you got this is what you got to beat what are you doing for me and amazing. he knew he knew that like it's it's just turkin so just Man. just amazing that was that right. made that was so much fun so I, I put uh ryan's comment is from the top rope and you you couldn't have couldn't have said it better um so number 21, we have the Toronto Rex. And Ian, this is you. What did what did Taryn have to say about the Toronto Rex, the T-Rex this year? All right. So the Toronto Rex, I was I was lucky enough to uh, interview Taryn uh, yes, of course. in the year. So uh, Taryn says, we'll be tweeting a mini mid-year report after the next game, number 41. Feel awesome. free to recycle it. <laughs> Notably, I'm aiming to trade a D-man soon. I think we saw that happen. Keep an eye out. Uh, here's a quote you can use on the expectations. The T-Rex continue to get their feet wet in their, in this inaugural season. Love it. It, it makes sense that he'd want to trade a defenseman. He has 400 rated defensemen and some of them, some of them are actually good, but unfortunately, uh, Mark Stahl and Ryan Graves are hurt, but you got to think he's going to be able to move one or both before the deadline Graves. I don't know if he's going to want to trade, but certainly Mark Stahl, I, again, they, he's injured for a while. He's injured for another month. But you look at discipline, checking, strength skating. This is a this is a very good veteran defenseman. Obviously, not going to put the puck in the net a lot, but that's not what uh, the the you know you're getting him for. The only the only downside I see is the motivation. And again, this is why I don't know if players want to trade with me because my players' motivations are very low, and that can impact performance <laughs> as well. So I don't know if anyone's going to take Mark Stahl, but I I would take a gamble on him if I'm a competing team. 
I just moved uh, for a 22. Uh, well, he was nine morale rated at the time when I picked him up goalie. Nine. I didn't know it went that low. Nine. <laughs> so, wow. So, hey, um, if it's the right guy, people will make that move. Uh, and of course, Taryn just pulled off a huge trade himself. We were just talking about that massive one versus Sterkin. He just pulled off like a very, very big trade with Ekblad. So, yes, uh, of course. The T Rex not afraid to pull the trigger. Absolutely not. They got uh, Jake Bean, Oliver Wallstrom, Jordan Harris, yep. Mackie Semaskevich, mm-hmm. uh, a first of London's, a second or in 2024, and then a first or a second rather this year, and then a third from Calgary in uh, this year as well. So, yeah, Taryn, Taryn's loading up. He doesn't have multiple firsts, but he does next year. He has three firsts. And he has four second-round picks this year. So I, I think the T-Rex are also doing it right. This is kind of making oh, yeah. me nervous, uh, Ian, that a lot of teams are rebuilding nicely. Yeah, yeah, he's, that really nice job for, for one of our newest GMs. That's great. And, of course, Getzlav is his franchise player, so he won't be able to trade him, unfortunately. But there are a couple of pieces. You look at maybe Palmieri or Palat. They probably don't fit into his timeline. It'll be interesting to see if, if they go. Um, but yeah, I, I like what, uh, what Terrence doing. And again, we're really happy to have him in the league as well. You bet. I could see Paul. All right. Moving. Yeah. I'm hey. going to, for the T-Rex, I'm going to go, uh, don't move. Uh, um, let's see. His trade sense is based on movement. Let's go with that. <laughs> All right. So number 20, uh, we're, we're flying up the ranks here. We got number 20. We got the Dublin Shamrocks, Ryan Torrey. As usual, the Shamrocks shouldn't be this good, but they are. Ryan is a miracle worker. Here's what he says. Here's a little blurb about the team. Well, what can you say about a team that was rated 30th overall in the power rankings to start <laughs> the year and has stayed out of that spot since? It's true. He hasn't actually been, I don't think no. he's been 30th. This team was built to stay out of the bottom, but not necessarily make the playoffs. Many of the moves made so far have been to keep us in the middle of the non-playoff teams. Without our own first-round pick, if we can keep the lottery odds low for the Slammers, we will be happy. <laughs> for teams looking for veteran players to bolster their playoff teams, we will likely be open for business closer to the deadline. We are happy with the performances of Craig Anderson, Jason Zucker, Blake Lazotti. Is that a made-up name, Blake Lazotti? Is that an actual player? I like to think I, I, I try and keep you know, a good pulse on players. Sometimes I see a player and I'm like, no, that's not real. That can't, that can't be it. And uh, Tori Krug. So Ryan, as usual, dancing to the beat of his own drum. Uh, Ian, what do you think about the Shamrocks so far this year? Oh, I think Ryan, I think Ryan might've taken it personally with that 30th, uh, with that 30th ranking. And the he pre- might have. The pre- show, maybe. Uh, and, and yeah, he's just, he just shot up the ranks. He, you know, immediately he was uh, moving on up. Um, who knows? He could, he could have made the playoffs. I know he's talked about, uh, about changing course as he just, uh, he just tweeted out. There's still not, still not completely out of it. Like I said, no, um, the, the, so much can happen in another half of the season. Uh, but he's talked about moving a couple guys. I'm wondering if one of those guys, he didn't talk about moving him, I don't believe in the tweet, but I'm wondering if it's Craig Anderson because Craig Anderson has had himself a nice little season. I mean, UFA, but if somebody doesn't, if somebody needs a uh, somebody for a franchise player, who better than a goal, like a goalie with a good rating and great experience uh, to help you out? So uh, Craig Anderson could be a huge find for somebody and a, and a nice return for the Shamrocks. 
Ian, we, we have breaking news. Oh. Not five days ago, he actually did trade Craig Anderson already. I missed that. To, to Regina, to the Bisons, for Dylan Kelly and a fourth-round pick from the Barons in 2023. I know we can't. This is why I have the transaction page opening because I can't <laughs> keep track of any of it anymore. So right. he has he has made that trade, and I also will say Ryan may have the oldest oldest team in SICHL history. <laughs> he has Chara at 44 and Thornton at 42. <laughs> this has to be the the oldest I team ever. It. He also has a hundred a hundred rated defensemen. And sort of prospects of all of all ages and ranges. Um, so yeah, Ryan is never boring. Uh, no. Everyone keep an eye on that transaction page because it's it's yeah. going to change. Yeah, right. I, say, just that's loved, what I just loved his tweet where he said, "Of oh, course, correction, we are changing course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> you're changing course. This is great. Uh, yeah, God, I love Ryan. Okay, that's all right, me too. Good to." Good to hear from you, Ryan. Thanks again. All right. In number 19, we have the London Monarchs. And I still I still kind of keep waiting for them to to vault up. They have made obviously a really uh, a really big move. Uh, and they did acquire uh, Ekblad. Uh, he's 78 overall rated defenseman. He's looking, you know, he's, he's got the pieces. Wow. So what does is, what is Michael say about his team? When goaltending remains in the net, <laughs> the net for the entire game, the team is really good. <laughs> Unfortunately, the constant barrage of injuries means that it is a rare occurrence that the goaltender who starts the game finishes it. The run-and-gun offense deployed early in the year has given way to more responsible defensive play in an attempt Ah. to protect the goalies. But it isn't working as the netminders continue to fall. At this point, squeaking into the playoffs is the best hope of a team that on paper before the start of the season should have been competing for the top spot in the conference. Let me know if you need anything else and feel free to trade me a defense. He may have made that comment prior to getting Ekblad. And I, I will I say, so. I, Michael may be the most unlucky team. He has th- he has scoring for days. He has three yeah. players that are 90, 91 and up for scoring. He has lots of very good defensemen. And he has, like, def- I would say goalies that probably maybe the ratings are a little lower than they should be. But, like, all of his goalies are hurt or injured, basically. The only ones that aren't are... Uh, Frederick Bergvik, who's rated 50 overall, and Lucas Perrick, who is rated 49 overall. So, yeah, Michael's analysis is completely correct. If your goalie can't stay in the net, maybe they have to tie them up like a poo ties up Millhouse. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Defense, you you call that blowing? Oh, man. So, yeah, Ian, does that uh, that vibe with you? Do you agree with uh, Michael's assessment? 100%. I mean, we have Bingington's, what, two weeks away and Blackwood's three weeks away. Not that the moment they're back, they're not going to get injured again. But, uh, but I'm just saying that he has, he and he's in the playoffs right now. He is in he is. seventh spot in the world conference. Mm-hmm. So hold that spot. I know you can do it. Uh, and I mean, the offense he has is incredible. And Ajo's yeah, just over a week away. Um, yeah, oh, the, the $30 million man, Mason Marchment, is only 10 days away. Uh, so he's got he's got offense uh, for miles on this team. And now with Ekblad, um, Ekblad, I mean, those ratings on Ekblad are just insane. There's, what a what a great, great pickup. Of course, Aaron Ekblad, right? Um, yeah, London. that's a defenseman everybody would like. And he's, you know what's crazy to me, Ian? He's only... 
He's only 25? I thought for sure. He's been in the league for so <laughs> long. I thought, like, oh, he's got to be, like, 31, 32. He's only 25. Yeah. And he, he has him again. He entered at 18, right? Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, not too many yeah. come in to the NHL yeah. as a defenseman. It's an 18-year-old. So, yeah, Michael, best of luck to you. We both want to see you in the playoffs. Uh, for the quote, I'm just going to say, defense, you call that blowing? <laughs> and we move on uh, to, uh, uh, again, another uh, very recent interview. Yeah. You folks are listening. Make sure to check out Bryce's interview oh. on the most recent uh, podcast, uh, slightly more uh, less recent than this. Uh, but we have Bryce Crittenden's Vipers at 18. Again, this is kind of where the Vipers have been, I think, literally since I started doing the power rankings. They're kind of in between like 11 and 18, never above, never below. Bryce says this. Sadly, we're not living up to expectations this year, especially in a tough Canadian conference, no doubt. We're on the right path and not going to make any knee-jerk moves just to try and make the playoffs this year. Okay, so by that, Ian Bryce is sort of taking the uh, the sort of st- slow and steady approach. He's got, you know, he's got some good pieces. Again, I would say he's unlucky, like he's got scoring for days. His top four defensemen are are really strong. Like even top five defensemen are really strong. I kind of feel like this is a team that should be in the playoffs, but I guess that just sort of shows how competitive the Canadian Conference is. Absolutely. And again, like luck with goaltending injuries. Uh, Bryce just has has not had any luck there this year. This is a really good team. Uh, I've, I expected them to be right in the mix. Right now they're sitting from well, – we're, we're a point or two away from them right now. They're, they're, we're both – I think we're both in the mix still to make a playoff spot. I You're hope. in the mix. Uh, You're in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> like we said, nine points, eight points, ten points. Not, that's not that far out. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Anyone can go on a 10-0 run. Like like Montreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but Bryce, yeah, what a great team. And, I mean, he has the envy of the league on defense in uh, Marit Sider for the, for the next decade and even longer. Uh, so uh, Bryce's team. And you talked about that uh, interview. I had so much fun talking with Bryce. I was laughing. I was laughing the entire time. Uh, so yeah, great awesome. guy. Well, and uh, what a what a great uh, what a great team that is. That has just had some really really bad luck. I Mike agree. I've, I've put I've put slow and steady. Bryce is being patient. On paper, this is a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So stay the course, Bryce. And of course, next up, Ian, we have you. We have you, Ooh. number seventeen. Uh, the Banff Rockies and Ian, you, my God, you have made some incredible trades as of late. You are really going all in. You have a terrific roster, easily one of the best. I would say you are probably the most unlucky team, but here's, here's what you have to say. <clears throat> uh, the Banff Rockies season has been underwhelming to say the least. I believe this team had a legit shot to challenge for the top of the Canadian West division title. However, we find ourselves out of the playoffs currently. Well, many other GMs have gone through brutal injury problems. We are probably the least injured team to this point. This is the first time since I joined the league that I'm mashing lines trying to find something that works. My goal in life has always been to be average, but I'm utterly failing at this this season. Yeah, I think you're being a little harsh on yourself. Uh, you've made the right move. Sometimes the sim just doesn't like you, and there's not much else you can do other than experiment and try and find that perfect combination but Ian, man, you have added Kaprizov, you've added Allmark, and you already had a very, very good team. Your defensive ratings are absolutely crazy. You've got scoring for days. Ian, you you are easily the most unlucky team. And I know that's not a title that you want, but I don't want to hand you a trophy <laughs> saying that you're an un, unlucky team. But how do you feel, Ian? Expand upon your comments. Well, 
And I mean, I don't want to add on to the like the fact of how tough this Canadian conference is, but it, it just is. And every night I I look at the results and every team above me wins every game. <laughs> And and when I win, I don't play for two days, and I drop I drop another point or two out of the playoffs. So, oh, so it's just you know it is what it is. I before the season I said there were ten or eleven teams that there's that are looking at just uh, like just a madhouse rumble uh, in the Canadian uh, conference, and that's what it's been, right? It's just I knew there were going to be a couple really good teams that weren't going to make the playoffs this year. And right now that's, that's myself and Vancouver and Bryce. It is, you know, maybe things turn, things turn around, but I don't know. I just cannot seem to get uh, any scoring from this team. That's the goal thing has been good. Uh, Darcy Kemper has been good. I mean, he's finally injured now, right after I, right after I wrote this, (laughs) Kemper went down for almost. No, (laughs) <laughs> hey, you got Allmark. You got Allmark. You're good. Yeah, yeah. So, so Allmark came in. I have to say, I, I was surprised to see when I traded for him. Um, his morale went from nine to twenty-three when I traded for him. <laughs> so I don't know what that Just says. Like that, right? Even though, but um, he he actually got his first start and and a win. So uh, so hey, I've won one game in a row. Yeah, standing. Things can happen. You never know. And you. <laughs> Your your scoring is absolutely insane. This team should not have trouble scoring goals. Barkov, Kaprizov, and Connor all have 96 for scoring. You know, I think it's just a matter of you finding those combinations because you you ask any GM and they'd be like, hey, you have to trade your roster with the Rockies. Almost all, but maybe one or two would be like, yep, sign me up, please. I will take that deal. So I've for your comment, I've said I'm saying it here. Ian is the most unlucky team so far. If he gets hot, I can see the Rockies challenging for the cup by the time the playoffs roll around. And I stand by that. I like it. All thank right. You. You're well. Well, don't thank me. Thank yourself for being a, a, a savvy GM. Uh, number 16. This is this uh, will give you up here for the Reykjavik Rydex. Sylvan has said, uh, of course, a man of a few words. Ian, please uh, tell us what Sylvan thinks about his team. You bet. Hey, Henry. Riders are doing better than I expected, considering the terrible starting goalie tandem. So I had to fix that by trading Kaprizov. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's all to say. So Sil's <laughs> trying to rebuild, uh, but he's doing a very poor... No, I shouldn't say that. He's not doing a poor job of it, but I, I think... Of course, it does take talent to be bad. And I don't know if Sylvan has it in him. He, <laughs> Despite this, he still has a very good roster with uh, a lot of draft capital uh, in this year. You know, he's got a couple of thirds. Uh, you know, uh, next year he's got a couple of firsts. Uh, I'm always curious to see what the writers are doing. And uh, really, I, I try and listen to whatever Sil says. It was great meeting him at the summit. He has 100 total players. I love when I love when teams have that. It's just like, hey, I've got I've got the spaces. Why not? Uh, and uh, that no, that makes total sense to me. Ian, what do you think of the what do you think of the riders so far? Well, I think if you're if you're tanking, it's tough to do it with Braden Point, Philip Forsberg, Trevor Zegras, yeah. and for a lot of yeah. this time, for a lot of this time, uh, Kapril Kaprizov. Um, it's those are tough guys to really kind of tank with. I don't think he was tanking, yeah. anyways. Uh, no, definitely not what this team was doing. But uh, but he was right. He was winning games. He his goaltending, you're he's right. His goaltending for this year is abysmal. When we look throughout the league, uh, with Aaron Dell as his top goalie, um, so, but 
I mean, this is this is a team that is just that retool team. You look at a team that's a retool yeah. team. This is it. And Absolutely. Oh man, he is. I can't uh, believe. I can't believe how good Philip Forsberg. Like he's obviously a very good player, but like those are the kind of ratings you just dream of. Like in a in a scoring winger, uh, he's got some obviously some very good young talent as well. I think you're exactly right. There's no way he blows it up. It's not necessary. He could he could be a another threat again just as as soon as next year maybe. Well, and a guy who a guy who's who is so incredible at drafting in a trade just picked up Trevor Zegras, Maverick Bork, and. <laughs> one of my favorite players uh and it was really tough to give up but that's marco casper um as well as everything uh yeah look out look out it's not gonna be long w- until we see Reykjavik right back at the top you can't definitely can't, not can't, yeah can't came i put sylvan i agree I've, I've put sylvan is always a threat don't think the riders are an easy win no, because they're not even this year. All right. Um, so next up, we didn't get any comment, unfortunately, from Tom, Tom Baker of the Stockholm Cougars. But if you look at the entire league and you and you want to point to a team that has exceeded expectations, I think you got to look at the Cougars. They did have a, a mildly rough patch in the last uh, few weeks, but even then, not not terribly bad. Um, he still went uh, in his last 10 or last seven games. He's gone four and three, so started treading water. Uh, but he's he's still in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. I, you know, he I could see him holding off, you know, the fire ants and the riders and and keeping that playoff spot in there. But yeah, good for Tom. I you know I think at the beginning of the year we we rated them pretty low on the uh, preseason power rankings, and here they are at at number fifteen. Um, Ian, what do you what do you make of uh, the Stockholm sort of turning some heads so far this year? Oh, absolutely. And Stockholm has some great pieces moving forward at the same time. Right. Uh, this is this is a team that has uh, Lafreniere, uh, so many, so many other really talented guys coming up. Uh, Anton Forsberg has been really good for him. And uh, yeah, this this team has a lot more than it than what you first look at. Luke Hughes on the back end is really, really scary. Look, going forward, that's going to be one of the best offensive defensemen. And he's got a defensive game to him as well. So uh, he's going to be an incredible defenseman moving forward. But he's in the playoffs right now. I mean, this is a team that always is right there. So, yeah. so good on good on Tom. He knows what he's doing a lot better than I do playing playing this with this sim. Um, he's got some tough injuries with Dylan Stroman calling one white right now. But yeah. his goalies are i mean just a just a bit of um they're just a tiny bit tired as top two but not much i mean they could play right now that's like they're not even on the injured list so he's got goaltending that's not injured and look out stockholm's in the playoffs and they can keep that spot absolutely i'm gonna put uh their goalies aren't injured can you say the same (laughs) can you say way to go tom All right. So next up, we have the Berno Barons. Unfortunately, we didn't hear uh, from Bob, uh, but uh, there's always a lot to talk about with the Barons. Uh, They've sort of, you know, the real roller coaster of a season. Uh, You know, there was a stretch there where they were among the best team in the league. Now they're sort of settling down into their uh, sort of their usual position. I think I I definitely think they're a playoff team in the World Conference. Uh, Saros is healthy. And he's rated 81, and that means that they can win. That they can win any game. Uh, 
Absolutely. what do you think about the Barons, Ian? Yeah, comfortably in the in the playoffs. He's he's ten points up on eighth, uh, seventh and eighth. So I mean, he is comfortably in the playoffs. Uh, and look at that goaltending for the future on this team. Not to mention all yeah. the other people. I mean, to be that comfortably in, and his goaltending of the future: Saros at twenty six, Skinner at twenty three, Samsov at twenty four. Oh my goodness! Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I I would trade. I would trade for that in a heartbeat. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And Bob does not trade goalies. I have inquired. I don't think the, he should. No, no. I have inquired. Uh, Bob used to be a goalie. Um, so no he's way. Like, I, I didn't know I'm, that. I'm a former goalie, or not a former. He might still play. I don't know. But Bob's a goalie, and Bob does not trade goalies. And I, I understand why. <laughs> and and what a, what a trio to have um, going forward. They're just going to get better. That's, it's, I know their top three fours are a little tired, but they're all at 99 or 98. Like, it's not, it's not really a big deal. You know, they don't have quite as much scoring punch as some other teams, uh, but they've got a pretty, so I would say, pretty solid all the way around. And if you're going to build from a position, build from the goalie out. Yeah. That's, yes, yes. that's pretty, that's pretty safe. So, yeah, I like, I like where the Barons are at. I couldn't rate them any higher than 14. It was pretty close. Once we start getting into the top 10 is where I had a lot of problems. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit right now. But I feel pretty comfortable with the Bruno Barons at 14. Um, and uh, yeah, way to go, Bob. Uh, don't trade your goalies. Yes, 100%. Don't trade those that trio. They are incredible. And okay. in uh, we have Unlucky 13 here. Uh, the Spartans, the St. Louis Spartans with Sean's team, of course. Uh, they were a little unlucky. Uh, they went 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. Um, so for a team like, you know, they're, they're usually playing with the big dogs. I did have to drop them, uh, four spots, but, uh, Sean did get back to me. Uh, Ian, why don't, uh, why don't you tell us what he said? Sure. For the power rankings, we seem to win most of the games we are supposed to win and lose the ones we're supposed to lose. Unfortunately, we do also lose games we shouldn't, but don't win many we shouldn't. The, what that all mean? I don't know. You tell me why I'm destined to fail tragically in the playoffs yet again. A fatalistic comment from Sean and his his team it's it's unfortunate because really with Marc-Andre Fleury going down uh with a broken bone in his right arm uh he's out for 34 days that I don't think it's going to cost him a playoff spot but no. it's gonna it, it's gonna prevent him from sort of trying to you know dance with the big boys in the, in the world conference like Portland or Chicago or Havana uh Ian do you agree yeah, and you know what? As long and he won't finish uh, eighth, but as long as he doesn't finish eighth, he doesn't have to play the Revolution. And in the World Conference, uh, you're okay. But you know, you're gonna whoever you're playing from from sixth to eighth, it's not it's not that step to the Revolution, right? And there's right. there's some really good teams uh, over there that should be doing better, but uh, but the Revolution are clearly the class of maybe not just the world conference, but the entire league. Um, he can limp into the playoffs and he's going to be fine. Um, yeah. That, that I, is a really good Spartans team. Really I agree. And, and you look at the experience and leadership and a lot of his key positions yeah. are all really high. So Fleury's experience, you know, he'll be a starting goaltender experience leadership, really high. His top four defensemen all in the seventies or eighties for experience and leadership his top forwards, almost all in the 70s and 80s in, in leadership. Uh, so once he gets there, uh, I could see them being a, a major threat. And Sean's been around the block a few times. This yeah. isn't his first rodeo uh, in the SACHL. So if he's, I mean, right now he would play the Barons 
And that's a tough matchup, but I think I'd, mm-hmm. I think I'd pick the Spartans based on sort of overall depth. Uh, and and not, you know, Fleury isn't Saros, but I think he could be close. He's pretty close, absolutely. And Fleury will be back for then. Um, and, you know, this St. Louis team before the season, when we did the free agency show, um, this is the team I picked as the as the winners of this year's free agency. He's, he really uh, stacked right back up. I, I thought after last year, that this team was going to take a big regression and not at all. This is an incredible team from top to bottom. Uh, every, every piece is uh, painstakingly um, analyzed and, and, and just put in the right spot. This is, this is what I'm missing. He, he knows, he knows how to, how to put stuff together uh, and Definitely. it's, and it, and it works. And of course it's Sean. I mean, I mean, wouldn't He's... expect anything less. He, he no, just, uh, an SACHL um, great. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I put here, Sean's just biding his time for the playoffs. Until then, it could be a bit of a rough ride, but uh, certainly not season threatening uh, by any means. Uh, great. All right. Thanks, Ian. Uh, we are rolling now. We're in the top 12, and uh, Regina <laughs> is uh, certainly our most successful expansion team uh, this year with Jeff King. And Jeff didn't. <laughs> so Ian and I are laughing. Unfortunately, we can't show you guys the the picture. But uh, Jeff didn't send us a, a comment. He just sent us a, a picture, and I think this is probably from some like like a Goosebumps or like one of those old like horror serials where you've got sort of some some nice young looking people in there. It's got to be in like the the fifties. Uh, they're on a roller coaster, and uh, unfortunately, the other roller coaster next to them has a bunch of ghouls and zombies reaching out to them. And of course, the Regina <laughs> Bison exec at the start of the season are all the the nice kids. And then the Regina Bison exec midway through the season are all the zombies and the uh, terrifying looking ghouls. So certainly a, a tale of two, <laughs> two seasons so far. But Regina, again, lately though, Ian, in the last few weeks, they've gone seven and two in their last nine. Um, so they, they tied, actually they had the second most amount of points uh, in this stretch. And uh, that includes like tying teams like Portland, uh, Nova Scotia, Acadia, or sorry, not Acadia, um, Seattle and Whitehorse. Like they're, they've, they're on a really good run. And I, this is the team you're going to be chasing in and looking at their roster. I don't, I don't envy you. This is a good team. I don't know if I'm going to be chasing this team. They just keep moving up, up the list there. Uh, where are they? Well, they are in eighth right now, but they have a game in hand over the next two, the next team above them. They're only, mm-hmm. they're two points out of fourth in the, in the conference. Two yeah. points oh, out of okay. fourth. This is a good team. It's led by Austin Matthews, of course. Um, Jeff has been, Jeff has been uh, extremely candid about about how the dispersal draft went and and having to, well, as he as he put it, change course in the just in the midst of the dispersal draft. And I understand that uh, being a dispersal right. team myself. Uh, but what a great job he did with it when he realized he wasn't yeah. going to have the draft pick this year. Um, he, he changed course immediately on, on his strategy and has done a great job with it and hasn't stopped. He's kept adding pieces uh, all the way through here. So uh, this is a team to watch out for. They, they've, got, they've got a lot of talent, um, especially up at the top of uh, on their first lines. And um, yeah, great job. Great job by Jeff this year. I'm really I agree. Really as impressed. long as, as 
to be honest, as long as Talbot holds up, I could see mm. them upsetting a top team in the yeah. Canadian Conference. This may be a new team to the league, but they're they're filled with veterans. They've got a ton of experience and leadership, yes. uh, you know, throughout their forwards and defense. I, I mean, Austin Matthews ratings are just absolutely out of this world. So I I don't know. I think I think Jeff is being uh, a little hard on himself. I think I think Regina is on the way up. And again, as you said, two points separate eighth from four. I mean, a single game can completely yeah. upend the standings. Uh, yeah. which is which is pretty exciting and and I'm, I'm excited that Jeff came in uh, for this year because uh, this is a good one and good for them for being an eighth and Ian best of luck uh, best of luck catching them oh yeah thanks I guess I'm gonna say best of luck, <laughs> luck Ian on, best of luck to Ian on catching the bisons okay so we're now at 11th and then Ian Phil may have had the most detailed uh, response and I want yeah. you to go ahead and uh, read it out all right so here he starts with he says my pre-free agency prediction for the World Conference was number one, Havana, number two, Portland, number three, Seattle, number four, Vegas, number five, London, number six, Chicago, number seven, St. Louis, eight, Jacksonville, nine, Brno, 10, Philly, 11, Reykjavik, 12, Hamburg, 13, Stockholm, 14, Dublin, and 15, Boston. I didn't update my ranking, but given how, a free, how free agency played out, trades, and injuries, I would say that St. Louis should bump up a few spots and drop me down a peg. Fourth, my team started off slowly, but has been hot of late. I still sit in the sixth spot in the East, so not quite hitting the mark. The story of the season across the league has been injuries. Although I've not been hit as hard as some teams, knock on wood, but I still have had my fair share of injuries, especially on defense. Hats off to Eric for winning three in a row. I consider him the league's shapeshifter, or rather rule shifter. He finds a loophole and uses it to his advantage until the loophole is closed. I'm enjoying the season more, more so now that my team is winning, especially since I don't have my picks. Wow. Phil, so Phil actually did get some of those predictions correct. Obviously, yeah. the, 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 the ones, and again, I shouldn't be bemoaning really anyone because if you look at the preseason power rankings, uh, we were dead wrong on a few of them. And then we knew we were wrong on Cheetal on the Tigers. We knew that. We, we said that. But uh, yeah, Vegas, Vegas at four, obviously uh, a big, a big surprise there. Jacksonville, uh, big surprise there. And then of course, Stockholm uh, exceeding not just our expectations, but Phil's as well. Uh, yeah, it's good to see the grunge. I mean, Phil did so much work uh, in the offseason, sort of shoring up his team. Uh, he's been busy with trades. Uh, this is this is absolutely a team that's that's built to win now and compete, and I think they can. Jake Ottinger is a very good goalie to have, especially at the age of 23. Uh, they've sort of got like prospects at every position. I think Seattle's in a good place, Ian. Absolutely, and you know what? Pre-free agency, I his top three for the uh, for the world is exactly what I had for the world for. for oh, is that right? Going into, going into uh, fantasy, Vegas yeah. at four is the is the is the one I see most, but I mean, again, where, where is Vegas? What happened to Vegas? Injury, 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 right. <laughs> especially to what you need goaltending. Right. Um, so, and then, and then, and then to, for that um, defense getting just, just getting massacred by injury. And so I'll stop talking about Vegas, but uh, Seattle has an excellent team. I, I really like this team. And this was a, an expansion team a couple years ago that, has never uh, taken its foot completely off the gas. I mean, I think it there was maybe one one year it held back a little bit, 
Um, but this is this team is is great and great moving forward. Absolutely. Great job, Phil. Thanks again for the detailed write-up. And now, now we, we move on. And again, this this may have been one of the most difficult top tens uh, mm-hmm. I think I've ever had to do for the power rankings, aside from a few at the top. We had one, two, three, four, five, six. We had seven teams get 14 points. We had another three get at least 12. And it's really difficult because some teams, uh, you will see very soon, went like six and three and dropped a few spots. It doesn't really make a ton of sense, but usually as you get higher up, uh, generally it's under more scrutiny. Um, so yeah, some teams are going to be a little disappointed, unfortunately, but we'll, we'll start out with Chicago. Uh, they went five and three in their last eight. They're, they're the start of our top 10 uh, team. And here's what Sheetal had to say. The Tigers are doing better than GM Kara thought they would be based on the additions he added in the offseason. Better than being 19th in the preseason <laughs> power rankings. <laughs> yes, you're right. Uh, the Sim hates goalies, and it sucks to have three goalies down go down in three straight games. How is Shito still doing well if he has three goalies missing? That's crazy. Um, he says, Eric is a swell guy. Can't say anything bad for a guy who took me to a Canucks game. And then finally, he says, enjoying the season and missing the offsite and waiting for the next one. But it's going to be a fight down to the end of this year. So right now, Ian, the Tigers, of course, exceeding expectations. We, Eric and Matt warned me that they would do that. They're currently second in the World Conference, and they're right up there overall uh, in terms of, of points in the league. Uh, Ian, how is, how is Chitel doing this? Chitel is incredible. Every, every year, he... He passes uh, my expectations on that team. Uh, just amazing. I loved, loved, loved his run to the uh, to the cup last year. That was incredible. And I loved yeah, watching cool. him on the on the um, in, on the live the, on the live results. The yeah, live yeah. results. I had so much fun watching those because I was, was watching really Chitel cool. and his excitement the whole way through. You had the two, you had the two people, you had Eric and Chitel, and there's there's Chattel just so excited the whole time, and Eric is just cringing the whole time. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. But this I team, thought that was one of the one of the coolest additions to the league. I hope I hope that we make that a tradition going forward. Absolutely. But you know what? This team right now, they only have two injuries, and those injuries are Hunter Miska and Martin Fehervi. Um Fehervi, may, maybe that uh hurts a bit, but you've got a very very healthy team uh, going forward right now, including their top two goalies in Barlamov and Koskinen. Uh, you've got a, a very healthy top five on defense. You have a completely healthy entire forward roster. Um, they look good. The Chicago looks great. And um, I think Chicago, I think Chattel has taken over the crown from Doug for knowing the sim and playing the sim i think chicago has that crown for for just knowing it and he and he yeah. knows it so well that that is talent right there because <laughs> i've got none of it i have no talent i would agree he has he knows exactly what to do uh i need to be taking lessons from Sheetel. but I, I like this roster as well like this roster is good and he knows the guys that are going to that are going to do really well he, uh He's never given up on Logan Couture. You know, like Logan Couture is that guy. should he? No, 
Logan Couture is that guy that just does it all, right? And and he's surrounded him with great talent. Like that Toffoli pickup, incredible. Look, and if you look at his season in the other league, this is the guy, he has him on a two-year deal and uh, he's going to pay off for him next year as well. Uh, Devin Taves, I was trying so, so hard to to uh, grab Devin, Devin Taves from him. There's no way he is moving Devin Taves. Well, not to me anyways um yeah. and uh and nor should he uh Devin Taves just just an incredible defenseman I love this team I do too and you're absolutely right about Sheetal knowing the sim and he and he still has his first I mean he doesn't have many other draft picks this year but he still has his first so let's see if he if he wants to make a make a splash he's pretty deep can he get a yeah. slightly better starting goaltender I don't know but there's always room for improvement but honestly like you may not want to shuffle around the chemistry too much because again, if you're if you're at 61 points, I mean that's better than Acadia, better than Fredericton, better than the Huskies. It's tied with the Norsemen, and he's one point up on the Buckaroos and the Spartans. So hardly doing anything wrong, Sheetal. Way to go! Oh, that's what I'll say. I'll say hardly doing anything wrong. No. <laughs> All right. So now now we have to get into the apology uh, tour. Unfortunately, we've got the Fredericton Express at number nine, and again, this is why. The top 10 was so tough because you look, especially at the Canadian Conference, you've got teams with 59 points, 60, 60, 60, 61. And, uh, and you know, the Buckers and the Spartans also have 60, 60, and then the Tigers have 61. So really flip a coin. You could really sort of mix and match any of these teams. But the Express have had a really solid uh, last couple of games. They went 6-2. and two. They had a 13 gold plus 13 gold differential, which is third best. This so again, it's really hard to say. Like, well, why did you drop them three spots? So the answer is really, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, they probably did deserve better. But uh, Ian, what did what did Mark say in his comments uh, to us? Absolutely. So Mark, uh, our esteemed commissioner, coming off in a commissioner's trophy season with an improved roster, expectations were high. But unlike last year's mostly injury-free regular season. This year's Express have been bitten badly by the injury bug in the early going. Jack Hughes may never be the same after that nearly career-ending foot injury. And other oh. top players like Stevenson, Ronick, Murphy uh, have all missed significant time. It doesn't help that the always vastly... Oh, close your ears, Henry. The uh, always vast... Earmuffs. The always vastly yeah. superior Canadian conference is possibly even tighter than usual. Honestly... We're just happy to be sitting inside the playoff picture at the moment and hope that we can get healthy by the playoffs. The best scenario would be a first-round exit for the Schooners, and we'd love nothing more than to be the ones to do it. Oh, sorry, I mean, the best-case scenario is, of course, the Express to win the Cup. Obviously, that's what we all want, but also the Schooners losing. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Mark's team is really scary. I think at the beginning of the year, uh, I'm pretty sure we had them uh, ranked uh, actually about we had them ranked eighth, um, which, again, it I think it just shows how how good the top end teams are. But, yeah, Mark, uh, you know, again, I'm always very, very jealous. It just seems like, you know, three years ago that he won the lottery for Jack Hughes and then he won the trophy, you know, the commissioner's trophy last year. He's in the playoff hunt right now. Injuries might you know, bother him a little bit for now, but I, I can't see them being anything but uh, a real, a real threat uh, come playoff time. Oh, this team is, this team is really, really good. And, you know, they're even, they're going to get better for next year with Pasternak and Hughes having the seasons that they're having. Um, oh my God. You know, uh, 
just just so good top to bottom. They 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 are missing nothing. There's nothing that this team is missing. They've got it all. They've got everything you need um, in a team here. Uh, the only I, I the only what, worry, I guess, is is maybe they need a backup because right now Vasilevsky, and again, that's a that's a real good goalie to have. Is probably going to be playing a lot of games. He has a lot of goalies behind mm-hmm. them. Uh, Halak might might just have to be their backup goalie. I don't know if Mark if Mark makes a move. Um, he hasn't. He, Mark isn't traditionally a big heavy trader. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I don't necessarily see him sort of like, you know, betting the farm or anything like that, but he does, he does have some draft capital available. Uh, if this is the year to do it, maybe he waits mm-hmm. next year when Hughes and Pasternak's ratings are like 99s across the board. <laughs> and then maybe he goes all in, uh, the following year. Uh, but I'm not sure. We'll, uh, we'll have to see what happens. That Canadian conference though, it gets, it gets mighty spicy around now. And I thought that about his goaltending as well, is that the, he doesn't have that backup. But then I look at Vasilevsky, and he's got a durability of 93 and an endurance of 88. This this guy uh, is as rock solid as you're going to get for uh, somebody playing a lot, right? So Yeah, no kidding. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, the Sim has other ideas but sometimes, but, uh, I, you know, that's, those are fantastic ratings. And... Who would have thought that that's the rating that you needed the highest over like uh, style control or anything like that this year for goalies is their durability and endurance. I know. And he has it in spades. And I, I'd like to thank Mark for adjusting to durability. Otherwise, I think I would. So a long time ago, Ian, my team actually did break the, the league. I did have too many injured players and I couldn't. <laughs> it was something like I couldn't. This was a long time ago, but like I couldn't bring up anybody. I couldn't scratch anybody. Uh, we've had that, I think, maybe a couple of times where teams have invalid rosters so i'd like to thank mark for doing that like just every gm being like mercy mercy please not another goalie injury and you know if if it if it was gonna hurt anybody doing that it hurt mark because everybody yeah probably got a bit of a bump he's the only one that didn't get a bit of a didn't get any kind of a bump there with vasilevsky basically so so good on mark really you know that is that's yes he's a man in your in your commissioner um oh, just selfish completely selfish selfishlessness <laughs> absolutely a, selfless like a new yes. word invented bravo. on the <laughs> bravo and as some yeah. gms have pointed out to me it might not be fair because they accounted for this potential uh problem but i would say to them well you can't run a league if half the teams don't have any goalies absolutely we live in a society ian you can't who just would have say something like that who would say who are they gonna like i that? won't say I won't oh, say, but it, it's true. I know. I, you can hear you can hear my eye roll for miles. So for Mark's comment, I've put Mark is knee deep in Canadian Conference spice, and it must flow. All right. So number eight. Uh, again, we're getting this is this could be, you know, any number of spots from here on up could be number one. Well, not quite. Mo- you know, Montreal's number one. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but Vancouver could be as high as second. They just had a great run as of late, but it's the Vancouver Island Norsemen. Uh, they went seven and one in their last eight games, so I bumped them up five spots. I almost bumped them up more. Um, but here's what Matt says, Matt McKinnis. The season so far is going fine. That's a very Matt answer, by the way. He's like one of the best teams in the league, and he's got seven and one. He's like, it's fine. Uh, tough up north, whereas as where as of this writing, the mighty Rockies are not even a playoff team in the Canadian Conference. Yes, the number two ranked team in the preseason power rankings doesn't have a place in the tournament right now. Ian, don't worry. you got half a season. You're going to make it. 
The current uh, Sorokin injury has been tough to navigate and will continue to be a problem for the next four weeks. Beyond that, it's mostly been a matter of trying to navigate around some hilariously bad underperformers <laughs> looking at you, Barzilla. So just to, just for reference, uh, yeah, Matt, Matt's been mentioning that Barzal has sort of uh, not quite lived up to expectations, and he's right. He's got four goals and 15 points in, in 39 games. So hardly uh, hardly up there with likes of Crosby and, and Kempe and Pacioretty and, and things like that. But maybe Barzal is just biding his time. He, he might just take a, you know, maybe taking a, a midseason nap. Uh, regardless of that, uh, yeah, the, the Norsemen are looking real fierce, and they're looking very distant from a team that picked a number two overall a few years back. Depth, depth, depth for talent, like, and not just so not just depth, but depth for talent. This team is really, really good all the way down. Uh, they added Tarasenko this year. Uh, I think we need. I think we need. Um, uh, I think we need an account. For is Sidney Crosby not injured? Because yeah. you know, a couple of years ago there was there was there was an ongoing is Sidney Crosby injured? But That's you know, right. after this year he's not, and and nope. of course he's Sidney Crosby, so he's going to be performing all across all across the board just so well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this team is just so good. He has a couple injuries on the back end right now uh, with one. The, one of them is not one of his uh, top guys, but it's definitely one of his favorite guys. I, be, I believe in Hampus. Hamp, um, Hampus, Hampus Lindholm, of course. Devastated right now. Yeah, but uh, but and and like you said, Sorokin is injured. But what an incredible backup he has in Jonathan Quick. So uh, a wise you, a wise move trading yeah, for Jonathan yes. Quick at the summit with with me, of course, former Gladiator, right. Jonathan Quick. So That's I was right. happy to I was happy to give him to a team that could use him. <laughs> Absolutely, and and what a what a savvy move by Matt to uh, to grab a Jonathan Quick then, right? Because um, yeah, then, because now know, like, as we found there there was a bit of a shift this year uh, after one particular deal in the uh, value around the league of goaltenders. Well, also not just that trade, but also how injured goalies were this year have been this year yeah but, i mean so as as usually and if i had if i had been more patient and just waited i probably could have got a better value back on on trading quit but i you know me at the summit i wanted to i wanted to have some fun i couldn't resist but maybe the best part about this team is that they have angus crookshank yes in oh. in, in the uh in the uh in the prospect pool so um Way to go, Vancouver Island. Uh, this team, yeah, this team is going places, of course. And I think, uh, I think they're, I don't know how you call a team like this a dark horse, but uh, it's not a team that everybody was, uh, was calling for the tops at the start of the year. They, we knew they were going to be good. Uh, but watch out for the Norsemen coming out of the Canadian Conference. That's, that's my pick actually this year to come out of the Canadian conference are the Norsemen. Um, And this is a team, remember, that has won the Canadian conference many times in the last uh, five or six years. I'm I'm putting, we knew they were going to be good, but this good, Ian's pick to come out of the Canadian conference. I like that. That's good. Ian, very, very good prediction. Way to go, Matt. Uh, So they bumped up five spots to number eight, and we're rolling on to number seven. Uh, it's the Acadia Grizzly Bears, and Guy has has chosen a very positive approach. Ian, what, is, what does Guy have to say about his Grizzly Bears? Absolutely. All right, Guy. 
I just want to take a minute to say that everything is just great, really super. We hear a lot of people cursing the sim and all that, but I have nothing but respect for glorious Overlord. Thus far, Gracious Sim has limited his injury curses to our players to a short one to two month durations and has only sidelined six goaltenders at the same time. We appreciate all the good times provided by Sim, the patient and wise. We wish Sim would get the respect it so clearly deserves. See this now. This is a this is a savvy comment from a GM that that understands how the sim works because I'm looking at the at the Bears roster right now, and they are pretty clear for the most part of injuries, including almost including all of his goalies. So Ian, there might be something there might be something to that from now on. Let's just praise the sim each and every yeah. day. I, I I fear I have I have upset the sim a little bit. Um, not, not, not by injury wise uh, this year, but, uh, just, 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 I have a hunch. Uh, but no, I mean, I mean, Guy deserves every, um, every bonus, every, um, every advantage, every, anything that he gets here with, with the sim, he's earned it. I mean, this, this is such a well put together in just incredible team top to bottom, uh, my goodness, it, it it's so good, and and it's yep. and he keeps recycling it, right? He keeps he keeps updating with the well. This guy's gonna be uh, cost a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna move this guy out. I'm gonna move this gonna guy move in. And he, he and he has a constant as he'll as perfect for Guy a pipeline uh, of prospects <laughs> moving good. up. Uh, yeah, this team is so awesome and. Mm, yeah, I mean, you could never, ever, ever bet against Guy. No, and the Acadia Pipelines, they even have, not only do they have their own first-round pick, they have Havana, so they have two first-round picks Ooh. and two second-round picks in a year where they, they could quite easily win the Continental Cup. They're always a threat. Uh, they're the team that if you're facing in the first round, your your butt clenches, and you're like, oh no, anybody but them. I would take them over almost anybody. Maybe not Eric, but uh, yeah, Guy Guy is in people's heads as usual. He, uh, as you said, he's got that constant pipeline of talent. He knows what he is doing. Uh, if you can manage to steal Guy's draft sheet before the draft, you're gonna mm -hmm. have a good draft. I do not condone theft in any regards. That's why I'm gonna point. <laughs> I don't condone theft in any regard. That's that's gonna be the comment there for the power rankings. And All right, I and next. Like, oh, sorry. So go ahead. I would like to say one more thing with Guy. Like, shoot, I I have traded a, a couple times with Guy, and I have found I've honestly found Guy to be an extremely fair uh, dealer when when trading with. Um, All right. I, I I find I trade with him mostly around the draft, and uh, and yeah. So I just have to say that Guy actually is is very tr fair in his trading. Fantastic. I, th I think so, too. Uh, I'm just wary to trade with people who know a lot more than me, which is everybody. So, yeah, that's why I don't trade. Um, next up, we have Havana. Now, Jeff has been messaging me constantly about trying to get rid of the curse, even though I don't think there is a power rankings curse. Uh, I will say I, I am a corrupt uh, power rankings guru. I will accept sixth or seventh round picks uh, for an exchange of not putting you first. Anyway, it didn't need it, it did happen a bit. Jeff took a bit of a tumble. He's dropped five spots. Uh, in the last uh, few games, uh, Havana has not quite done what they're used to. They're three and four in their last seven. 
Um, so that's why I had to put them six. I, I, to be honest, though, I, I think that might be a little harsh. Uh, Havana's easily one of the best teams in the league. However, uh, Connor uh, McJesus and Brent Burns, uh, basically his top forward and top defenseman, are out for nine to ten days each. So that was another reason why I had to drop them a few spots. Uh, that being said, Ian, uh, Havana has to be the favorite to come out of the World Conference this year in the playoffs. Oh, 100 percent. That's this. Right. This is the team. This is the team that I've seen winning the whole thing this year. Um, right. It's. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know how he didn't go through. You know, in in some previous years. Uh, but this is this is it. This team is just close. is just. Is not- I mean, five players that are ranked 80 or higher. That's nuts. Five. It's not. It's downright unfair. I don't even think my players add up to 80. And how many guys the, the oh, sorry. And, I, like, and we and we forgot to read his comment. Jeff did get oh, back. Yes, yes, sorry. Yes. He said, following for a contribution towards power rankings, Havana regular season continues to hum along like a well-oiled machine. Minor ups and downs, but otherwise fairly uneventful so far. Needless to say, the Sim will likely punish the team with injuries closer to or in the heat of the playoffs, which continues to be the team's Achilles heel. Playoff success is the only measure this team is interested in at this stage. The Revolution brought in a large acquisition with Kadri up front and took a massive swing at Aaron Ekblad, only to be unexpectedly turned aside at the last minute by London. Regardless, Havana is a well-positioned for a long playoff run with superstars deep in every position, hoping for some success yet again. I couldn't say it better uh, for my for my rival. Well, we're not really rivals now, but we used to be. I think I beat Havana <laughs> in the playoffs once. But that was uh, 100 years ago, uh, and a lot has happened since then. So, yeah, Havana, very good team. Uh, they're a little banged up right now, but that shouldn't really face them all that much. They're they're deep everywhere. So nice, nice to when Connor McDavid goes down, you have Leon Dreisaitl as your uh, as your backup starting center. I wish and I had no that. injuries in his goaltenders right now. Nope. There's another nope. team. Not many teams can say that. Yeah. There's no jinx on the on the power rings, by the way. The sim does not nope. listen to the podcast, right, Ian? That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. so now, not a subscriber. Not a subscriber. So it's not our fault if something happens. Uh, <laughs> okay. Number five. So again, we're we're down the top five. This is where things start to get really close. Uh, these teams have had a terrific run. All of them are, are right up there with the best of the best. Don't get into the top five by by being lucky. Uh, all these teams had amazing recent runs. Uh, next up at number five, we've got the Whitehorse Huskies. They've gone seven and one. In their last eight games with a plus 12 goal differential, uh, they're looking great. And uh, yeah, Don, uh, Ian, why don't you say uh, say what Don said to me, which was surprisingly uh, very well written, I will say. It uh, it didn't have his usual frantic panache. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, go ahead. Tell us, uh, tell us what Don said. I'm very happy with the way my team's been playing, considering almost everybody has been injured at some time and we very rarely had a full lineup. Feel that Willie Nylander leading the team in scoring is taking a huge step forward and that Matthew Kachuk is starting to come around. Drew Doughty has had a great year. And yeah, those are the notables. Goaltending being solid with John Gibson and Robert Leonard Gibson sporting a 921 save percentage. It's very impressive. So we're happy and hopefully we can be a lot more healthy and uh, put a little run together. Tage Thompson needs to stay healthy. Tage Thompson, you know, and Tage Thompson oh. is my favorite player in that other league, and it's and it's funny that he's twenty. That he's twenty four. Man, that that what? contract next year. So right now, Don has Tage Thompson at nine hundred and fifty k. 
for another for this year and next year. So next year might that might be the best contract <laughs> in league history because yeah. even even this year, Tage Thompson's rated 75 overall with a 92 scoring rating. So you can imagine what he's going to be next year. Probably 80, probably one of the best forwards in the league, and he's only costing him 950,000. And you look at William Nylander, Matthew Kachuk, man, next year, next year the Huskies might be uh, another top five team as long as they get their you know what situation worked out in. Yes. Yes. They- <laughs> I mean, this, we've said this. They're the they're the Career. sort of the epitome of teams that would be a cup favorite, not just a competitor, but a favorite if they had a really solid goaltending. Now, Don's trying to do the goaltending by committee, but he doesn't sort of have that knockout starting goaltender, uh, especially with John Gibson ludicrously rated at 72 overall. Uh, Ian, do you think Don can can muster together some goalies? Is this why he drafted nine of them at the summit? <laughs> well, I'm gonna say he has what 14 in the prospects. He has uh, <laughs> he has uh, well, like 10 or m- maybe more that are rated. Uh, he's gonna get another goalie come around just by just by accident, <laughs> just right by now. sheer qu- just by sheer quantity. It's it's yeah, mathematically impossible exactly. at this point. Yeah, the odds are uh, the odds are in his favor for a goalie to to get rated pretty pretty well out of his uh, out of his goalies, but. Uh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Between that and number at the uh, at the draft, um, but Don another goalie, Don That's another classic. goalie. Um, that I I know that there were a number of people scrambling at that draft when a, a number of the goalies that they had ranked a little bit higher. They're oh, I'll be able to get him here. Here, no, no, Don's taking him because he's it's a goalie and, and they're <laughs> gone. Right. So Don already goalie, took him. Sorry, grab him, grab him now because they're gonna be gone. You could see it happening as it was going, and it's just impossible to stop because he had so many picks in that draft too. So uh, this this team is so 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 good, and you have even though he doesn't have that number one elite goalie. He yeah. has three that are 72 or higher. Three. Yeah, he's he's doing it by committee. He's, yeah. he's So if one goes down, the other can pick it up. Yeah. They're all a little tuckered out, but they're all 99, and they're a little older, so they might just need a nap. They'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> and he's got the experience. Oh, in the, if, when he goes into the playoffs, he's got the experience with them because they're all a, all, all a little bit older, right? So Former, um, former yeah. Hamburg Gladiator Mike Smith knows a thing or two about making it to the finals, not winning the finals, but getting there. So, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all. The man, the Canadian Conference is just a bloodbath. You look at that, those seven teams especially: the Grizzly Bears, Express, Huskies, Norsemen, Schooners, Supersonics, Millionaires. Four of them are going home in the first round. Well, and you, well, three of those are going home in the first round. But yeah, could be four. At, yeah, and I look at this team and and. Does it matter that he doesn't have a number one goalie when your top three defenseman, your third defenseman is a 77 rated? Your third defenseman? How many people in the league have a... But uh, but Don, Don has three of them, and one of them in 81, and Victor Hedman. So, yeah, this this team this team is so scary. And, uh, yeah, look out for Don. All right. So I put his comment, uh, what number? Five. He's five. <laughs> Number four, uh, we've got the Portland Buckaroos. Now, Portland has really been on a tear as of the last couple of weeks, especially. Uh, they were the second best team tied with a few others, but they also went seven and one. Uh, they had a slightly better goal differential. Is that really, you could flip a coin between them and uh and the huskies but portland jd is coming in at number four and jd did uh did have a comment here 
He says the Buckaroos have experienced their usual roller coaster ride this season. After a good start, the Bucks went on a six-game losing streak. Once Portland finally worked their way back toward the top of the U.S. division, the injury bug hit with J.T. Miller, Dylan Larkin, Anthony Mantha, Seth Jones, and Thomas Chabot all being hurt at once. Thankfully, the team depth has held strong. Yeah, Portland, I very few teams got hit with with specific quality injuries as much as Portland. Uh, do you think with JT Miller and Dylan Larkin out for a couple, maybe a couple more weeks, uh, Ian, do you see them faltering at all, or do you think they can remain uh, among the elite in the World Conference? I think they can. I can think they can remain up there. Um, this is even without those guys. This is a really good team. Uh, they do actually have two big defensemen down too in Ghost Despair or Ghost Despair and Delzato. Uh, yeah. But they have their number one goalie uh, in Thatcher Demko, uh, and they have Seth Jones and Darnell Nurse that are going to uh, they're going to do the heavy lifting on the back end. Uh, and yeah, I mean, obviously huge, huge um, blows with Larkin and Miller, but Larkin's only. It's only he's at 91 right now. He's he's gonna be back really soon. Yeah, he'll be back. Uh, he'll be back in a, in a couple years. Fault for much at all. Nice. Yeah, good to see. Uh, I know the Buckaroos in terms of the elite sort of teams, maybe the top eight. Uh, I think they're the only ones that sort of like at one point dipped below like 20 in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, JD really seems to. It's hard to forget. JD sort of seems like a veteran. He's only been in the league. A few years, you know, feels like he's been it forever, though, just because I think he has a really good handle on it, fit in with the guys really well. Uh, it was really great mm-hmm. meeting him at the summit. And so, yeah, it's good to see the Buckaroos sort of buck that bad trend. That's what I'm going to say. Nice to see the Buckaroos <laughs> buck that losing trend. There we go. Okay. And we are on the big, the big three. And this now I will say the final three were pretty easy because these are sort of the only teams that have really separated themselves from the pack and don't have Connor McDavid and Brent Burns injured. Uh, so really, the only reason I put Eric at number three is because him and Eric, man, him and Mike just had maybe one of the biggest regular season games of league history, a really uh, tightly contested. Uh, Eric outshot him like crazy, but Mike came away with the win for mm-hmm. three. So Eric's going to be at number three. And uh, Ian, what did Eric have to say uh, about his team? Sure. Well, here's Eric. Well, we're doing about as well as I would have expected. Comfortably near the top, not running away with it due to the quality of competition in, in our, oh, again, earmuffs, in our superior conference. Load management has been the name of the game for my stars and will continue to be. Though I know the sim will come for me at some point and I'm just delaying the ine- inevitable. I'm counting the days until the playoffs. This is all just jockeying for position. Oh, and insert something smug and dismissive. Got to reserve some villainous energy for later in the year. I, I put, I prefer his comment. I'm just going to say, Eric told me that he has to reserve some villainous energy for later in the year. This frightens me. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how Eric's doing because he's in everybody's head. Uh, he's the only three-time champion in a row ever. Uh, every team is wondering how to beat him. I don't know if he can be. It doesn't matter what he does or what anyone else does. If they see him in the playoffs, they are really going to have to put their thinking caps on because he has won 12 straight playoff series and he doesn't look to be faltering at all he's missed out the only thing that's sort of maybe a a a gap in his armor is he's sort of missed out on some recent big transactions you know if you look at like Aaron Ekblad uh or Sturkin wasn't really uh in the cards there but uh yeah he's I I think people have sort of grown aware that yeah if you want to win in this league you got to make some big 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 swings and uh Eric's made some big ones over the year and Man, you look at his goaltending depth. You look at his defense. He's got depth for days. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, to me, he's the favorite still. I, I wouldn't take any other team. It's like, it used to be like when Guy was sort of, uh, was sort of rampaging through the league. Like he's my favorite, like until you beat him, I assume he's going to win. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Um, uh, that goaltending is, is just disgusting. You have, you have Anderson, Anderson at 83 and then two seventy fives in Reimer and Campbell, um, yeah, this team throughout the lineup is incredible. I I think I I believe right now, uh, listening to this podcast, I, I I can picture Eric with a big grin on his face and just moving side to side, just all all happy. He's like, you know, uh, <laughs> he's rubbing his hands saying, "Oh yes, this is this is exactly right." So um, yeah, this team is so good, and you're right. You can't bet against him. Um, nope. but he, but I'll say this, he is all in for the four, right? He, he, yeah, he, has, he has left nothing to, uh, to not going for it, right? He is, he is absolutely going for it this year again. Um, he's going to lose a couple of players, but he, he doesn't care. That's okay. He's, he's like, that does not matter. And as we talked about earlier and it was tweeted earlier, um, you do what you have to do for that cup, right? So um, look out. It's going to be a fun playoffs. So this is a team that's in for sure. Uh, it will be a fun playoffs, and you're going to have every single team gunning for the Schooners. Absolutely. I Again, I'm probably not going to win a cup in my lifetime, let alone three, let alone three in a row. So he's playing with house money. And there's something scary when uh, you you're playing with someone like that who's really got nothing to lose. Like mm-hmm. he's the, the the monkey's off his back. It's been off his back three times. Uh, you know he'll say he'll try and pressure himself and it's like no, I got to win four. It's like no, you've already. What do you do when you win? You've already won. And then that's that's scary because if you've got no pressure and you've sort of got a devil may care attitude with a roster like that, uh, yeah, that's that's the team to pick. There's no way I'm putting money on anybody else but the Schooners. Ian, we've only got two more teams to go, which is good because I've kept you here long enough. But these are the best two teams in the league, and it's it's pretty close with number two. Again, Edmonton is at number two with Mike Francesini. Oh, God, I, pronounced, I mispronounced it, didn't I? Francesini. Did I say it? Francesini. Very close, very close. Francesini. Mike's going to break my team. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, no, I no, 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 Mike. no. You were super close on that. It was good. He's going to be like, uh, it's pronounced Meek. <laughs> No, so Mike Supersonics, man, it's nice to see because they were always sort of in that 10 spot, like sort of middle ground, like they'd win a bunch in a row, but then they'd lose in a bunch in a row. Uh, This year, they are, this has to be Edmonton's best season in a long time. Uh, Mm -hmm. They went six and three in their last nine. Um, They're looking really, really strong. They beat the Scooters just just today. As we're recording this podcast, they beat them today. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only downside is uh, Husso just went down, or just went down, but he is injured for a while. So in retrospect, I probably maybe should have put them at number three based on that, but I did say, look, we're doing the power rankings today. Whoever wins between the Scooters and the Supersonics, I'll put them two and three. Uh, So besides that injury, Ian, though, the Supersonics are, are having a great year. Is this Mike's year? Could be, uh, and wow, are they ever killing it? Like they are, they're playing so well. And you know, Bo, Har- Bo Harvat always just brings it in this league, right? Yeah. He always brings it. Uh, but I mean, now he's got a, he's got that weapon now that that nobody else has in Kale McCarr. That uh, 
that is so good. And and he'll let you know that. He he's not shy to let you know that he has Kale McCarr. Um, and you know what? Kale McCarr is doing this still on a nine hundred fifty thousand dollar contract. Yeah, very uh, economical. <laughs> so so no, this this is such a good team, and wow, is he ever performing well? And I don't see an end in sight to it, even with so like you said, he had that big game against the Norsemen today, no Huso, and he wins it, right? So still wins um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Jake Allen, Jake Allen, a great performance. Uh, yeah, and he's yeah. gonna have to he's gonna have to hope that that uh Allen can sort of keep him going while Hustle because Hustle will be back. Supersonics are gonna be a playoff team, and I should mention this is Mike's comment. I forgot to say this. Oh. Uh Mike says Supersonics are doing well this season, but other than being a few positions higher than we figured we'd be, this is sort of what we expected. Mid to upper pack with a dark horse shot and making some noise in the playoffs. In fact, our tweet on November 15th said as much. We probably expect a bit of a slide in the second half, but overall, like our mix. The acquisition of Allen was a lifesaver as Huso's injury four seconds into his first preseason. Funny, it really was. Wasn't it like the first shot he faced or something? Or the first four seconds in. First four seconds into the. How do you do that? He like tripped over the 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 singer's carpet or something. Uh, Was an omen of things to come, and he's been playing great for us. We are interested in acquiring assets for the playoff run, but will simply not pay exorbitant prices. So Mike is going to stand pat and not get involved in an arms race. He may not need to. As long as Husso is healthy, uh, Mike knows the sim really, really well, just as well as anybody else. And he's got some monster pieces up front. So, yeah, I would agree with his assessment. He is a dark. I wouldn't necessarily bet on him to come away. But, like, if he ended up, you know, getting to the finals, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love his last line there. But we'll simply not pay exorbitant prices. Stay off my lawn. <laughs> That's all I can hear <laughs> with Mike's comment there. Um, and this is a team that every every year is right in there. They're always in it, right? Um, right. And and here we go. I mean, if you're always in it, sometimes you're going to move up one or two spots or down one or two spots. And he's just up one or two spots more than normal. Um, and there he is right there uh, contesting for the lead in the canadian conference he's got the western uh he's got the western canadian division lead uh good on mike great team great guy um yeah and thank you mike for the website oh my goodness i can i can never get over i brag i brag about it all the time even though it's not mine i like show people that and then they're like and they're like so it's amazing i i hate being in other fantasy leagues because i'm like well it's not I just like going to the website all the time, like combing through stuff, like all the like the draft history, like everything's done so well and like clean. Uh, yeah, I I dislike going to other websites. Uh, Mike is uh, the best at that. So thank you again for the website, Mike, as Ian said, and thank you for your comment and great job on the season so far. Absolutely. All right. Well, this was a no-brainer, Ian. As as, as difficult a time as I had, sort of figure out the top ten uh, when a team is. The best team in the league. And yeah. do you want to guess what Chasm's record is in the last 10 games? 10-0. Uh, 10-0. Chasm has won <laughs> 10 straight. He is not only top of the league, he's he's clear of the revolution, the Supersonics and the Schooners by five points. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Chasm had a, a sort of a distraught tweet last year about not coming. He's back, baby. And he is right now the best team in the league uh, what, and he did offer some thoughts. Uh, Ian, go ahead and uh, let us know what Chasm said. Absolutely. My overall thoughts about my team so far are a mix of vindication and fear. I'm vindicated <laughs> in that 
I didn't want to make any panic moves when my team started the year poorly because I was missing a bunch of regulars on D. I've seen total yo-yo swings with teams before when you look at the season as a whole. That said, now that my team is seemingly firing on all cylinders, I'm hopeful that I can ride out what scares me, the seemingly inevitability of more injuries. I'll also uh, own that adding Pionk was a more motivated by was a move motivated by the suggestions of Eric and Matt in the season opening ranks rankings. Thanks for the tips, guys. I and I'm glad you said Eric and Matt because I know it wasn't me that suggested a, a team should go out and get a specific <laughs> player. Uh, well, that's great. I'm glad that's why we do it at the preseason power rankings is to help teams out. Yeah, it's it's great to see Chasm, uh, one of my best buddies, do so great. His starting goaltender is absolutely insane. Markstrom is an 85 overall. Yes. He has 25 rated defensemen. Not all of them are good, but that's more. I think some teams don't have 25 rated players. <laughs> uh, he's got some great playmakers, got some great scores. This might be the year he puts it all together because you don't go 10-0 and 0, uh, if you're not a good team. Yeah, this team is incredible. And we were talking about teams that were, you know, there's that fight from, you know, fourth to eighth in the Canadian conference of two points separate them. He's five points ahead of the next team in the entire league. Yeah. Wow. Just wow. This is a really well put together team. Of course, you don't get to you don't get to where he is uh, by not doing your due diligence in, in every single part of it. He's got incredible goaltending. He's got he picked up Jacob Slavin in the offseason in, in a trade with Vegas. Uh, I I was trying for Slavin at the at the same time, uh, and and yeah, you go out, you get your guy. He he did that, and and Jacob Slavin. Everybody would have wanted Jacob Slavin. He's going to have him for another five years, and. The rest of this team just so well put together. Look in the other, look in the other league. Who's that player that has their team on a historic run right now? Patrice Bergeron. And who does yeah. who does Cav yeah. have as his number one center? Patrice Bergeron, surrounded by Mitch, like Mitch Marner, Sam Reinhart, uh, Chocek, Buchnevich, so many guys. He's got Cole Caulfield uh, coming up. Uh, and we know that Caulfield is going to be one of the top scorers in the league for a long time. So yeah. same so with good. same with Velarde. Velarde's having a great Velarde's year. Having a really good year. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. It's nice to see. Uh it's really nice to see that uh, you know, Kaz again, he's he, he's gonna be good for a while too, because all of his core almost all of his core players other than Patrice Bergeron, the perfect hockey player, are all pretty young. So I don't, I don't really see the uh, the mon the millionaires going anywhere. Um, no. Man, then, I will say though, it's ridiculous how Bergeron has a 76 DF. He should have a 99 yeah, yeah, DF. Just, he should be even better. I think we all agree. I think we all agree yeah. there. Yeah. All righty. Well, that that is the that is the power rankings with Montreal at number one. We are we are all done. Uh, any any final thoughts? I will give one final thought again about Montreal. So. Like we said, for a long time, this is a team that's going to be really good for a long time. In net, just as a prospect right now, is Je uh, Jesper Wallstead. Jesper Wallstead, the uh, yes, best opening product uh, prospect <laughs> in the entire world, yeah. and by a fair margin, is going to be coming to this team soon. So, 
Yeah, so when uh, when he doesn't have Markstrom or or maybe uh, oh, and Gustafson, Gustafson has a second best save percentage oh, in that other league right now. Uh, um, just 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 Chasm has them just keep coming and coming, and this team is so good for the future. So I, that's the one thing I wanted to add at the end. There is like we talk about like those uh, goaltending prospects that everybody wants. Uh, yeah, and so this, our number one ranked team in the power rankings, uh, also has the number one rated goaltending prospect. Fantastic. It's so, not fair. Some guys just oh. have it all. Well, Ian, thank, thank you so much for, for doing this. This was just awesome. I know we've been, we've been looking for a little project like this together, but we've never done this, the power rankings and the podcast at the same place at the same time. Uh, we, I definitely thank you for, for listening and, and reading, of course. Uh, Ian, any final thoughts before we uh, before we break? I was so excited when uh, when you mentioned this to me and and uh, and asked me to join you for this. That, like, I just love 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 the power rankings um, and getting a chance to talk with you uh, for a couple hours here is just exactly uh, exactly what I love doing. So thank you so much, Henry. Thanks for everything that you do for the league and the positivity that you bring all the time. Uh, the it's just, it's incredible. So thank you so oh, much. Right. Thank you, Ian. Right back at you. The podcast has been just the best thing about the site. Just keeps adding to our wonderful community and it gets our new GMs excited and it gets the the sort of the veteran blood excited too through your positivity. And and I was laughing so much at the, at the audio, especially on the last podcast with Bryce <laughs> with Fraggle Rock in there. Yeah, just your creativity is just awesome. So thank you again uh, for having me. And I uh, hope everyone enjoys the power rankings and they are posted live. So if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you can read the the accompanying power rankings, which will just have the pithy comments uh, that we talked about today. Ian, I'll say one last thing for Montreal. I said Patrice Bergeron, the perfect hockey player, has Moussain, the perfect GM uh, in the yeah. last few weeks. Anyway, go. going, going, ten and, going 10 and 0. So there we go. I love it. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Thanks, Henry. And I'll talk to you soon. Have a good, have a good evening. That was so incredibly fun. Thank you so much, Henry. I had an absolute blast. I hope everyone had a great a time listening as I had recording that with Henry. If you have any ideas for the podcast, if you'd like to be on the podcast, please DM me at SICHL Rockies. And I hope you have yourself a good day or evening, whatever it is, with you listening to it right now. Talk to you later. was different. Yep. Lousy, but different. <laughs> <laughs>